Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Well, my name is Sam. I am the kids pastor here. Um, I oversee and run everything that we do for under 11s, which basically means I get paid to have fun, um, if you want to know what I do. Um, I just want to share a few thoughts with you. Um, Before I do, kids, if you would like to do some colouring while I'm talking, I'm going to be talking about four points today, and I've got some sheets. The kids team should be around. Kids team, give me a wave. Here they are. They've got sheets and colouring pencils, so if you would like a sheet, give them a wave. Lauren Amber down here, there's G and Kelly at the back, and Julian. They've got sheets. Parents, give a wave if you want some over there, guys. We've got sheets and colouring for you. Fantastic. Please do not worry if your kids make noise. My son will probably be the loudest here. That is absolutely fine. Um, Just bear with me for about 10 minutes while I just share um, four points of view. Um, Before I do that, I just want to say a little bit more about myself. So my name is Sam. I'm married. I've got one wife. Um, I've got one son. Um, They're down the front down here. Um, A few other things that I love in my life. I love music. I can't drive anywhere without having music on. I can't be at home without there being some form of noise. I can't work. Everyone who works in the office with me knows that I am the office DJ because I cannot work without music on. Any other music lovers just have to have music on all the time. Absolutely. The other thing that I love, I know a lot of people, coffee, who can't go a day without coffee? Yeah, okay. Well, I can't go a day without Pepsi Max. That is my coffee. I don't like coffee, but Pepsi Max is my thing. Anyone that knows me well, I buy it by the crate load from Macro um, because I drink so much. And the other thing that I love, which is a little bit sore to share this, I put this in before the result yesterday. I love Aston Villa. I am gutted because my manager, Andy Hancock, is a massive Liverpool fan. And I was really looking forward to Monday morning. And then in the last 10 minutes, I wasn't looking forward to Monday morning. We lost 2-1 to Liverpool, just if you didn't realise. So that's a little bit about me. Um, I want to share today four points of view. These four points sum up what I believe. So many people here believe who are Christians today. You know, the families that have had their kids dedicated, this is what they believe, which is why they're having their kids dedicated. The kids that have just shared their testimony, this is what they believe, and it's the next step for them in their relationship with God. And maybe you don't believe in God, or maybe you've never been to church before, but I want to pray for you that something of what I share today may inspire you or encourage you in your life. For those of you who are Christians, then let me remind you of what we believe and why we believe. And maybe you could think about who in your life, who you've got a relationship with that you could share these four points with. So before I do that, I want to pray and I want to teach you a much more fun way of praying. Okay, so when I pray, when we do kids down the back, when we pray with the kids, we do something like this. It goes one, everyone put one hand in the air, right hand, left hand, whatever. And we go two, we put the other hand in the air. And then on three, we're going to go like this. So bow your head, cross your arms. Okay, so let's try that one. Two, three. Okay, and then at the end of the prayer, I think just saying amen is really boring. So we like to go, amen. Okay, so I'm going to pray and we're all going to do that together. You can take that home, do that at home with your kids if you want. So here we go. One, two, three. God, I want to pray for this morning. I thank you for the incredible kids that we've dedicated and that we're going to baptise. And Lord, I pray now um, as we share, as we hear about your love for us, God, I pray that something of it would speak to each and every one of us here. In your name. Amen. Fantastic. Well, I want to start with point number one. And point number one this morning, kids, if you've got your sheets, this is point number one. Okay, point number one is God loves me. 
And you know that possibly the most famous Bible verse ever, I'm sure most of you have heard it, whether you're a Christian or not, is John 3, 16. And it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Now maybe today you need to be reminded of this, that your heavenly Father loves you so much. Maybe if you're not a Christian, then maybe no one's ever told you this or you've never heard this, but there is a God that loves each and every single one of you. You know, for me, I grew up a Christian. I made a commitment when I was five years old to say, yeah, I want to be a Christian. I want to be, like Jonathan said, all in for God. Okay, but actually in the last 14 months, something in my life's happened that has made me understand the love of God to a next level. And that was my son being born. This is a picture of him after his first birthday when he'd eaten half a chocolate cake um, and he was looking very, very happy with himself. You see, for me, even when he wakes up at 5, yeah, that's you. Even when he wakes up at 5 a.m. screaming in the morning or presses the buttons on the oven and changes the time again for the 10th time that day, okay, I still love him. And the love that I have for him doesn't even come close for the love that God has for me. And I just have these moments where, where I think, I can't comprehend that. That actually God loves me more than the love that I have for my wife or my son. And he loves every single one of you here. Point number one is God loves me. Point number two Kids, point number two, moving on, is I have sinned. And sinned is a word that we as Christians use for the things that we do wrong, the mistakes that we make. You know, we all make mistakes. I remember when I was about eight or nine years old, the, the age of these guys that are getting baptised, we'd had an amazing snowfall. And I remember I was at my nan's with my dad. And I said, can I go and play in the snow? And my dad was like, yeah, that's fine. And I went out the front and my dad's car had like, must have been four inches of snow just untouched on the bonnet of his car and I was like I know what I'm going to do I'm going to write my name on the bonnet in the snow that'll look really good but because I didn't have any gloves I was like oh, I'm not going to get my hands cold so I saw a stone on the floor and so I picked up this stone and in big letters I wrote S-A-M in the bonnet my dad came out he saw it he was like oh that's great when the snow melted he was not happy he had Sam engraved in his bonnet until the day we sold that car you know I made a mistake I didn't mean to do that. That wasn't intentional. That wasn't me being a horrible person. That was a mistake. We all make mistakes. We all do things wrong. In the Bible, in a book called Romans, in uh, verse, chapter 3, verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You know, that means that every human being has failed to meet the perfect standards of God's goodness and righteousness. We all make mistakes, whatever age we are. So point number one, God loves me. Point number two, I have sinned. And then point number three is Jesus died for me. He died for you. He died for each and every one of us. And if we go back to that verse in John 3, 16, it says, he gave his one and only son. You know, God didn't have 10 kids and he chose one, the one he didn't like. He had one son that he sent to earth. And this is what he did. The fact that Jesus lived and walked on this earth is historically undeniable. There is more evidence of the existence of Jesus than there is of Julius Caesar. Let me read that again. There is more evidence of the existence of Jesus than there is of Julius Caesar. He was born in Bethlehem, grew up a carpenter, lived a perfect life, never sinning once. He loved and healed people, taught them about God and was then falsely accused and crucified by the Romans outside of Jerusalem. He did all this willingly because he loved you so much. You know, in an interview recently, someone famous said this, God is the only thing that's perfect. 
So the only thing that can be perfect is God's plan. Does anyone know who said that recently? Kanye West, one of the biggest rappers, okay, in the world, one of the most famous people, okay, he said that. Now, I don't know if you're one of the 7.7 million people who've watched James Corden's Airpool karaoke on YouTube. Anyone watched it? Okay, so we've got a few people in here. But in the video, Kanye West explains about how he had a mental breakdown, was in millions of pounds worth of debt, and his life was a mess. And now he says that he lives with no regret, no shame, because he has given his life to Jesus. Point number three, Jesus died for me. That's for everyone. Everyone in this room, pop stars, rappers, Jesus came and died for all of us. Point number four is I need to decide to live for God. You know, I said earlier that I was five years old when I made that decision. You can be any age you want. You can make that decision whenever you want. You know, the kids that have shared their testimony, they've made that decision earlier in their lives and now they're making the next step to be baptised. Back to the verse, John 3.16, it says, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You know, this verse is one of my most is one of the most famous Bible verses. But I think the verse that follows it is just as important. It says in John 3, 17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. Jesus didn't come to earth to judge us. He came to love us. So that we could live a better life. And ultimately, it's your choice. You get to decide if you want to accept this gift of forgiveness, his promise of eternal life. You need to believe that he exists, that he loves you and that he died for you. And you can do that today if you choose. So point number one, God loves me. Point number two, I have sinned. Point number three, Jesus died for me. And point number four, I need to decide to live for him. I want to invite the band back up. So, I don't know whether you've heard all this before or not, whether you're a Christian here today or not. But I just want you all to know and be reminded that there's a God out there who loves each and every one of you, that he's all powerful, that even though we're broken and we make mistakes, he sent his one and only son to die for us so that we could live in truth and in freedom. You know, I started by saying about the things I love, but the thing that I love more than anything else is God. I honestly could spend two hours, three hours, I could stand here all day and tell you stories of things that God's done in my life. Situations that God's brought me out of. Things that God's helped me through. Through school, through not knowing what I wanted to do in my life, through hurt relationships, through broken friendships. God has brought me through so much. And you know, those two kids sharing about what God's done in eight years of their life. Think about what He could do in the rest of your life. Think about what you could do now. And I'm not going to ask anyone here to do anything. But if you've come today and you don't believe, and something of what I said has spoken to you, then chat to the guys that you've come with. You know, the families that have had their kids dedicated, the families of the kids being baptised. Have a chat with your family, with your friends. I'm sure they would love to tell you more about Jesus and how much he loves you. If you've come this morning and you're not with anyone, then please talk to someone. The prayer room will be open. There's people in teal t-shirts who'd love to chat with you on our welcome team. I've also, if you want to know more about those four points, I didn't make those four points up. It's a website called thefourpoints.com. They're just a really simple way 
of putting what we believe as Christians down into four simple points. I want to finish with a prayer. You know, in that video that, of Kanye with, with um, James Corden, you know, he says at one point that actually even when his life was a mess, his family and friends that believed were praying for him. And I wonder how many of us here, we've got family, friends, people we know that don't know God. Maybe they're having mental breakdowns. Maybe they're in, you know, debt. Maybe there's family issues. Maybe there's stuff going on. Maybe there's broken relationships. Well, I want to take a moment just to lift them up, to pray for them this morning. So if you could close your eyes and maybe just think about somebody you know, somebody that's going through a really hard time, someone that's really struggling. And I want to pray that God would just break into their life right now. So Father, we just lift all these names of people to you. I lift my friend that I'm thinking about right now. We just lift them to you. Would they know that you love them, that you care for them, that no matter what they've done, you forgive them. And God, I pray that you'd help each and every one of us to take away something from today, to know your love, your forgiveness, your kindness. And maybe today, some of us may make a decision to say, yeah, I want to try this. I want to follow you, God. I want to see how my life could be different. Jesus' name.